I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. I'm here. This is Steve Zotke. I'm here with Maura Bettenhausen. We're in Tinley Park, Illinois at the Bettenhausen Recreation Center. We'll kind of explain what we're doing here in just a moment, but I wanted to have Merle on because he's one of my favorite people in auto racing. He's a fun interview to do, and plus his history with the Bettenhausen family in racing goes way back. And there's a lot of people in Milwaukee that may remember Merle who actually spent a pretty sizable amount of time in the 90s, 80s and 90s living in the Milwaukee area. So uh, let's Welcome to the show, Merle. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Steve. It's my pleasure. Uh, I'm uh, about half a cheesehead. <laughs> and uh, it's always a delight having you on. And we had you on last year. Uh, we were talking some, and it didn't. We maybe just kind of got a little bit of the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. But there's so much there involved with the Bettenhausens. And when I found out that they were doing a uh, uh, a marker. Uh, for the Bettenhausen family, and what better place to do it in Tinley Park, where it all began. And, of course, your father was a famous uh, racing driver who had a lot of ties to Milwaukee, was very popular in Milwaukee because uh, he ran so much in Wisconsin, especially at the Milwaukee Mile. And that started in midgets in the, in the late 30s, just before the war, didn't it? Yes, he used to talk about Milwaukee being his home away from home, and if there was ever a favorite track he had, it was the Milwaukee Mile. Prior to that, uh, when they raced midgets on the quarter-mile dirt track, uh, he would go up there every Friday night, and uh, probably one of his favorite tracks, and I think he won a few races and beat a few of those uh, uh, Milwaukeeans, Milwaukee people up there, but uh, it was always a very friendly place to my dad. And then, of course, the, the the war interrupted not only his career but everybody's career. But after the war, um, he really started to hit his stride and drove for the Marchese brothers, uh, uh, Tom and Carl, and and for the family. But also, then again, once again, began really hit his stride after the war. And of course, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, and then all the other tracks too. But as was the as you had to be back in those days, your your dad raced everything, didn't he, from stock cars, midgets, and Indy cars? Yes, uh, he did. And back in the uh, in the fifties, they used to have uh, during fair week, they'd run a midget race on Thursday, stock car race on Saturday, and then the champ car, Indy car race on Sunday. And my dad's last year there was nineteen sixty, and he won the midget race on Thursday. Uh, won the stock car race on Saturday and was leading the Indy car race with 183 laps to uh, 183 laps gone and the rear end went out of it. So he almost had a clean sweep the last time he raced at Milwaukee and he was 43, year, 43 years old at that time. So it was pretty remarkable that uh, at that age to still be a winner. And that's a... Uh, uh 
you know, it's kind of a sad situation, but I mean, it, it was a, a shot of your father actually on the call, on the back call, sitting on the roll bar guiding the car because uh, the rear end started to heat up and the, the seat caught on fire. So it was getting a little bit too hot for your dad, and he's up on the roll bar steering it back to the pits. Yes, that was uh, that was his last year at, at Indy, uh, driving the Dowgard car, and uh, I think he was running fourth or fifth, and the rear end went out and. So his last his last racing at in competition at the Indy 500 was uh, done with him sitting on the the tail of the race car, driving the car with his feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, but uh, at Milwaukee too, there was a situation. He was up on the on the so. But uh, yeah, I mean, driving the roadsters and actually driving a, a Ford for Roger Ward in that race that weekend. Uh, that was the old Jerry Unzer car, yes. and that was a, a marvelous car that Ford, because Jerry Unzer won won the championship in it. Roger Ward bought it. He won a couple of races, and even your father won a race in it. Yes, I think he won three races at Milwaukee between in 1959 and 1960, and it was it was his little favorite car, and it was it was kind of unique because Roger Ward was driving for the factory Mercury team. And uh, had, they'd come in with semis. I mean, everybody has a semi now, but back then it was pretty unique. And uh, unload these three race cars. I think AJ drove for them, and I think uh, Ward and might even been Parnelli. And then my dad, uh, with just kind of a cast-off side team, uh, I think he beat him two or three times in a row at Milwaukee. So uh, it was one of his favorite cars. And of course, uh, your fa- your uh, brother Gary was the oldest, and his his career started a couple years later in the USAC stock cars, I believe, driving a Dodge. And uh, it wasn't easy for for Gary right away, was it? He st- he came across a couple fellas that had a construction company in Tinley Park. This is the fall of 1962. And uh, I don't know if they had too much beer, not enough beer, or whatever. But <laughs> Gary talked him into. To, he said, I can build a stock car. We can race in USAC. And so he went down to Bettenhausen Dodge, and he bought a Dodge Cornet off the showroom floor and took the car back into Beckstein Construction Company where there was D8 cats and bulldozers and different things sitting around. And here's Gary tearing the interior out and taking a torch to a brand-new Dodge Cornet. And he built his own race car and uh, had some uh, some problems young guy never had driven for anything but go-karts and uh out there racing against and that was when aj drove stock cars and ward and parnelli and so the competition was was pretty intense and uh, of course then he started to get pretty good at it next thing you know he's racing indy cars and and sprint cars and winning championships in the sprint cars and that and uh, became a very successful driver. And then next came uh, Merle Bettenhausen. <laughs> and uh, quite quite the midget driver, weren't you, back in the day? I, you, you, you always say, oh, I wasn't that great of a driver, but you were pretty talented. I'm kind of unique. I, I won uh, eight USAC midget races, uh, one, uh, one with one arm and seven with two arms. <laughs> but but uh, I started in midgets after I got out of the Army in 1967, and won my first race in September of 1968 at Indianapolis Raceway Park and was a was in the top 10 in points, top five several times, and was just trying to get my credentials so I could move up and, uh, and uh, get an IndyCar ride. And, uh, of course, that happened once. 
Well, I, more than once. I mean, you were running. You ran for Grand King at the Speedway in '72, but you didn't make the race. But uh, you got a little bit of experience there. Then, unfortunately, uh, the the race at Michigan, and uh, it's one of these situations where a horrible thing happened. Uh, you hit the wall, car caught on fire trying to get out, and and it went towards the wall again. And unfortunately, you lost your right arm in it. But you were able to overcome that, and you've you've taken a negative, made it into a positive. Uh, you actually returned to racing with a, with a prosthetic arm, but um, you eventually retired after Gary got hurt again. And I think it's pretty cool what you you've been able to do with that. And let's talk briefly about uh, what you've been doing. Well, you you. you there's so much here. My brain is just going 100 <laughs> miles an hour. But uh, you actually lived in Wisconsin. You worked at Kreitzfield, managed the airport, yes. and then you also worked for uh, Wild. And then you, you also did a, a lot of uh, uh, speeches, too, uh, how you overcame that. And what you're doing now is going, I think, which is really, really neat, is going to the VA in, Indiana, in Indianapolis. And t- tell us a bit about that. I, I felt like... Uh my situation was kind of unique, and uh, and losing an arm and uh, and and then starting racing again. And uh, th- this sounds crazy, uh, but uh, I had people come up to me and and literally look me straight in the eye and say, "Merle, you drive a race car better with one arm than you did with two." And jokingly, I say that sounds like a left-handed compliment, <laughs> but but reality is that. Uh, I, I really found out uh, in driving a race car with one arm that, uh, that your life is successful or a failure mostly by your state of mind, your attitude, and, and believing in yourself that you can do anything. And, and that's the message I, I try to spread. And I retired from uh, being an advertising manager in 2010 and immediately became a, a volunteer at the VA hospital in Indianapolis. And, and I, I work in conjunction with the American Legion, and and our day at the Speedway is is on uh, on Monday, and so uh, I go in there and I do visitation to uh, the fellows uh, in the hospital, and uh, I try to put a smile on their face, and and then I I'm a facilitator for we have meetings with. Uh, veterans that have PTSD. So and Steve Zotke back in the final inspection show brought to you by uh, Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. I'm in Tinley Park, Illinois, and, where and, I'm uh, at the Tony Bettenhausen Recreational Center in Tinley Park on 171st, which is kind of like the main but, uh, drag. For those not aware where Tinley Park exactly is, I guess you could say it's with southwest Merle Bettenhausen. This is Steve Zotke in the final uh, inspection show. Back in the day, I'm here with Merle Bettenhausen, Illinois, and family. And back your family farm was actually on this. Next, area plot on the final land, inspection show brought to you yeah, by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. And, and initially, there was a, it was a 240-acre plot. My grandfather, Christian Bettenhausen, bought this property in the late 1880s. In 1890, he built the family farm. My dad was the youngest of eight children. My dad was born in 1916. And this, this farm ground, uh, he raised eight children. When my dad was only two years old, he was out picking corn with a horse and wagon and a horse reared up, kicked my grandfather, my dad's dad, in the stomach and he died of a ruptured appendix. And so 
my dad grew up never having that son-father connection that that we all love if you you have a dad and and you and a son together and uh, so the, this property uh, was farmed by the eight children but my dad every time he went out in the barn he looked at a horse he thought to himself you you took my dad from me yeah so he started reading up the minute he could read about cars and automobiles and uh, we're talking about 1918, 1920, and he heard about a racetrack in Southside Chicago called Riverview Park. And before he could even drive, he had his brothers take him down there and look at these midget races there. And uh, and that's actually mm-hmm. the, the horse taking his dad away sure. drove him to automobiles, which led him to being an Indy 500 driver. And, uh, and this is a really nice facility. It's a recreational center, uh, but it's also uh, there's also like a workout section for, for a lot of seniors come here. And just kind of explain uh, how this all came about quickly. Uh, th- this was built in 2001. It was a referendum that the people of Tinley Park voted on. And so they built it and they've added on to it with a fitness center. They have a wave pool outside. They have lit baseball diamonds and soccer fields at night, uh, indoor running track, three basketball courts inside of it, and it's just the most beautiful place, and, and it's got my dad's name on it, and, and that just gives me goosebumps every time I come up here. It's a pretty neat deal, and, and today they're dedicating a marker. Uh, it's the American Memorial Racing Association, and they've done a bunch of these in, in, in Indiana for uh, a whole bunch like Pat O'Connor is one of them, and they've done it for Wilbur Shaw and that. And they're kind of branching now into the into the Midwest. And this is the first one outside the state of uh, uh, state of Indiana. I thought it was a per- so appropriate for the Bettenhausens. And uh, I, I guess our time's up, bro. <laughs> but anyways, uh, they're they're, they're going to be doing the dedication here in the next uh, forty five minutes. So I wanted def I, I really wanted to be part of this, and uh, thank you for taking out time for taking some time out and talking to the listeners, not only in Milwaukee, but we also have a lot of online listeners in in Illinois, St. Louis, and 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 a lot in Indianapolis. So appreciate you taking time out and looking forward to this. And, and just real briefly, what does this mean to you today? This is something that uh, I, I tell people when I look at the Tony Bettenhausen Recreation Center, this is prior to what's going to happen today. I said the, one of the biggest words I use in my life is perpetuity. And to look at this, and it's a, a state-owned or county-owned facility that my dad's name will live in perpetuity. And, and now to have a, the first historical racing marker outside of the state of Indiana and have my dad's name on this. Uh, very, very special. Gives me goosebumps. Well, thank you, Murrow. Certainly appreciate you taking time out with us, and we'll, we'll have to do this again. Uh, there's just so much information. We could have done two full shows on the Bettenhausen family. So thank you, Murrow, for taking time out. And uh, you've been listening to the Final Inspection Show, uh, and uh, we'll actually have some more. I'll be posting uh, on social media some of the photos and that today. So uh, thanks for uh, taking time out, and we'll talk to you again. Steve Zotke and the Final Inspection Show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.